This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It was debate night in the city. The only time you come to Manhattan of late is to go to this Euro Bond Club late at night, that private club where you get wine dined in pocket line. You're acting like my son when he was four years old. We're less than a week away from the mayoral election. The shoes gave him away. Cops say they tracked down a Union Square shooting suspect with the help of his distinctive sneakers. An easing of COVID restrictions. We are now lifting the indoor mask mandate. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. And an FDA panel recommending the COVID vaccine for kids as young as five. Good morning. This is Wednesday, October 27th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Well, the storm is moving away. The nor'easter as it departs. The rain is moving out and some high winds are kicking up. We'll have the latest on that coming up with Craig Allen. Good morning. I'm Paul Bernays. And I'm Kevin Rincon. We're inching closer to Election Day here in the city. In the mayoral race, it was the last chance for Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwat to share the stage. The two exchanging plenty of insults during that final debate. Our Steve Burns filling us in. It's become a familiar facial expression for Eric Adams, somewhere between a laugh and a grimace, as he restrains himself from responding to a Curtis Sliwa broadside. Do you stand by your comments about him being a clown and a buffoon? Well, I think New Yorkers are seeing uh, the example uh, of the clown-like actions. Hey, listen. We're not, we're not his circus, New Yorkers. At one point during the debate on WABC, Adams told Sliwa to show some discipline. They laid out rules here, and you should try to show that. You're acting like my son when he was four years old. But Sliwa wouldn't have it, as he passionately objected to the city's vaccination mandate for city workers. This Friday, it is a disgrace. Right. These gonna... people and these mandates... And when I'm mayor, I'm hiring them all back and I'm giving them back pay. This is a violation of their rights. Adams said he supports the mandate but would have gotten unions on board first. Adams remains heavily favored in deep blue New York. A recent poll from PIX11 and Emerson College gave him a 36-point lead over Sliwa. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. An arrest has been made after a shooting earlier this week at a subway station in Union Square. Cops believe the suspect may also have robbed a Chase Bank in the moments before the shooting. Police say they spotted the man on an R train with three loaded guns and mounds of cash. The shooting victim is still at the hospital. He was shot in the foot as he got robbed for his phone. The big break in the case, the suspect's distinctive shoes which helped them track him down. COVID rules are changing in Stanford as the number of new cases continues to fall. We got a live update this morning from WCBS reporter Sean Adams in Connecticut. Yeah, another step toward normalcy here. Uh, With COVID cases rapidly on the decline, Stanford Mayor David Martin says it's okay once again to uncover your face indoors. He's lifting the mask mandate. Businesses can set their own policy. Uh, But the mayor says some folks might... They might want to keep that mask on a little while longer. There are experts, many uh, medical experts, who are concerned that cases will continue to come back and rise again as we go into colder weather and people go more indoors. Reggie works in a school. He wears two masks. He sees both sides. I think as the Delta variant decreases and the infection rate is lowering, I think people deserve to have a choice. And if it's safe not to wear a mask, then, you know, it's safe not to wear a mask. And it's still your personal choice, you know. So, yeah, I think it's okay. Masks are still required in schools and at the government center. Paul, Kevin. WCBS reporter Sean Adams on the story in Stanford this morning. And now it's on to the World Series, and the Braves take game one, but it's not all good news for Atlanta 
And Brad Heller is here with that story. Yeah, Paul, Braves jumped out to a 5 nothing lead. They did beat the Astros in Houston in Game 1, 6-2, but they lost starter Charlie Morton to a broken leg. He was hit by a comebacker in the second inning, stayed in the game, got three more outs before finally coming out in the third. Here's the catcher and former Met, Travis Darno. The person he is in the clubhouse, um, the mentor he is in the clubhouse, especially at this time of the year, is... is um, is very valuable, and for us to lose him in game one, is it's a dagger. Yeah, such a big blow to lose your number one starter, but the Braves did get the win. They did steal home field advantage. The Astros will try and get even in game two tonight. All right, the goblins and the witches, they're welcome, but in one Halloween costume, not so much. That story straight ahead. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Well, look at the forecast now. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen, not the greatest of days out there. No, not right now. There's still some light rain left over, but at least we can fortunately say that that portion of the storm, the rainy, the wet portion of the storm, is now departing, and uh, we will just have some raindrops left over this morning. The winds, though, continue to pick up. I was just looking, you know, going through all the information, you know, I was just dealing with our own tri-state region, but I just uh, took a look at what's coming out of uh, the the New England coastal waters and out towards Cape Cod and Provincetown and, and uh, Nantucket, Block Island. They were looking, they had gusts over 80 miles per hour during the night. Now, we're not going to see that even over eastern Long Island. I doubt that's going to happen, but there is a high wind warning in effect for eastern Suffolk for frequent gusts over 50 and 60 miles per hour and a wind advisory for the rest of the Connecticut coast and across both the north and south shore of Long Island. Today's high will be up near 60 with gradual clearing. Mostly clear, diminishing winds tonight. It's a chilly 50, 40s in the suburbs. Thursday, sunny to partly cloudy, high a little over 60. And Friday, rain is back or rain is going to be moving back in and highs between 55 and 60. Right now in the city, 56, humidity 86%, north wind 20, gusting to 31 miles. Per hour. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The popularity of the Netflix series Squid Game has made its outfits among the most popular Halloween costumes this year, but they won't be allowed at one school district upstate. District officials in suburban Syracuse have sent an email to parents explaining the violent message of Netflix hit show doesn't meet Mott Road Elementary's guidelines. Kids will have to save their red bodysuits and black masks for trick-or-treating. Squid Games is about deeply in-debt contestants playing children's games in hopes of winning fast cash. The losers are killed. Friday the 13th and Scream Masks have also been banned at the elementary school. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It's the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup on a Wednesday. I'm Paul Bernay. And I'm Kevin Rincon. Here are three things to know. One, we're less than a week away from the mayoral election in the city. Last night, Eric Adams, Curtis Sliwa squared off in their second and final debate, trading jabs, talking cats, veganism, and laying out their plans for addressing rising crime in the city. Number two, Senate Democrats want to pay for President Biden's social policy agenda with a 15% minimum tax on public and privately owned companies that post more than a billion dollars in annual profits over three years. And three, an FDA panel recommending the Pfizer COVID vaccine for kids between the ages of 5 and 11. More on that with CBS's Janet Shamlian. The FDA decision will impact some 28 million across the country. It's the same two-shot, three-weeks-apart regimen as adolescents and adults, but only a third of the dose. The shots will have a different colored cap and be given with a smaller needle. 
More than 6 million American children contracted COVID since the pandemic started. More than 700 under the age of 18 have died. And the panel says the vaccine's benefits in preventing COVID in that age group outweigh any potential risks. Three years ago, 11 died in the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in American history at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. A new survey from the American Jewish Committee finds one in four American Jews have been the targets of anti-Semitism over the past 12 months. A lot of it happened online. We spoke with Holly Huffnagel at the American Jewish Committee about what needs to change. I I think with the social media companies, we really need to demand increased moderation and transparency and ensure that their their algorithms don't promote uh, anti-Semitic content. And we we did witness that, unfortunately, uh, uh, how anti-Semitic memes and videos were popularized algorithmically on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, following uh, the conflict between Israel and Hamas last May. Uh, this wasn't a comment on politics. It was actually um, a tax on Jews. And, and, and there's a difference there. And that, that was a, that's a mistake on the, on the social media company's part to not really understand the various nuances of anti-Semitism. How about as individuals, as people of goodwill, what can we do individually to address this? The first part is asking that very question, you know, what can, can, what can we do? And I think that maybe looking at three, three things. The first is, is, is recognizing anti-Semitism. So, you know, Jews are such a small number that they're less than 15 million, pe- million people in the world, uh, make up less than 0.2% you know, of the population. So non-Jews have to be part of, of this fight to push back. Holly Huffnagel there at the American Jewish Committee. A lot of that uh, anti-Semitism on social media uh, spiked during the Israeli-Palestinian conflict last May. And you can download our Daily Morning News Roundup podcast. Search for it wherever you get your podcast. Type in WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup and subscribe today. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day.